Hey. Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Trevor. Welcome to the Flintcast. Yeah, my name's Dan. That's what our voices sound like. Okay, cool. We're all here. Hopefully, they're different enough. I was worried I about having like three people. I feel like we all kind of mm. sound like three white guys. We sound like <laughs> three 11-year-olds with sinus infections. Yeah. We all are very nasally. It's true. I'm Californian. so nasally. I hate listening to my voice. That's okay. We're both, we both sing, so I think we have a unique advantage in that I'm used to it, so yeah. I, it doesn't bother when, me anymore. When I first had to listen to my voice over yeah. recorded anything, I was like... Do you remember that, that moment? Oh, yeah. I remember that moment. I remember... When was when, that? How like, early was that? It was when I was probably like eight. Like, yeah. I mean, eight? it was earlier than that. Oh, my God. No, I wasn't writing music or anything, but it was like on a video. Whoa. You know, like my parents were taking video yeah. of a vacation. Okay, let me interrupt you. Were you self-aware at that point? As an eight-year-old, as, as a robot, as an eight-year-old, were you really, like self-aware? <laughs> no, 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 I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, no, no. Think about it. I, if I if I say no, if I say I don't know, that's is fine. That no, 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 that's fine. I'm just curious because it sounds like you were because you you heard yourself on video and you were like, "Ew, I don't like that." And as an eight-year-old, I was I think more detached because of my own issues. I had like family stuff going on. Like my dad had died, so I was totally detached from reality and like huh. wasn't I wasn't there at all. But that's interesting to hear that you were self-aware, and I think that probably well, I feel like that's more self-conscious than sure, self-aware. Right? I, I was, I, I would assume they're the same thing. I gotta get my keys out of my pocket. No, but what I'm trying to say is, I was self-conscious, mm. and like when you hear your voice yeah. for the first time, and in your, I think your voice sounds more resonant inside your body because you're feeling it in your body and your whole head is vibrating and mm. like your chest is vibrating. Mm. And so to me, my voice is like kind of this like low sexy voice, even though it's n- <laughs> to other people. It's like, Hey everybody. <laughs> yeah. Here, I, wanna, I let's hear about my problems. I definitely, I definitely feel that. I've heard other people on like videos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh man, that guy has my voice. He has the problem. Yeah. He has my voice. <laughs> Is that weird, like nasal? I always think it's weird when I hear them and then I see a picture of them and I'm just like, oh man, that's what you look like. I like the image. <laughs> yeah, in my I never head. like looking at pictures of people that do podcasts I've listened to for a while. I saw mm-hmm. Alex. I can't do it. I saw Alex from Startup. Oh, I know. I started wanted, following him on Twitter listen. and I saw a picture of him. Yeah. It's great. It's okay. Nerd? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Total nerd. <laughs> well, I saw, I so I listen to a lot of music podcasts and there's this one called Who Charted? It's all about like funny. the charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> but like it. but one of the people on the podcast is like their producer, like the guy that produces a lot of the music and he records it and he also is like an active participant and his voice is like very much similar to mine where it's like kind of high like up in the nasal. He kind of sounds like he's a nerd, like a super nerd. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a picture of him and he was super handsome and I got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No! <laughs> we lost one." <laughs> So when I was in college, okay, college, yeah. living in Stockton, California, yeah, um, it was my freshman year, and I was just not a healthy kid, like probably in a hundred different ways, just like not eating right, but also I was just getting sick all the time. And I think it was my first time living with like a hundred other, you know, eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people gain weight in college, though, right? Well, also gain weight, and then also I was just getting sick all the time. Okay. Like, for example, I had tonsillitis eight times my freshman year what? of college. Yeah. I eventually got them out because you're not supposed to have tonsillitis eight times in the period mm, of nine yeah. months. So I got them out that summer. Were you smoking a lot of pot? No. 
Totally sober. Yeah. No, not totally sober, but... <laughs> but you weren't, like, smoking, like, pot every day. No. And I wasn't drinking as much. Does that cause tonsillitis? I don't know. I just thought maybe if somebody... I don't think so, but... Like, huffing on a pipe, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I smoked a lot of pot. I never got tonsillitis. Right no, 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 no. It's not, it's not judging you at all. No. Mom. I uh, know. But... <laughs> okay, so... So, I was getting sick all the time. Mm. And all of a sudden, one morning, on like a Sunday morning, I woke up and my lower back hurt, like r- right above my butt. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I don't remember. And I we had gone out the night before, but not like anything crazy drinking, like certainly did not black out. So I remember everything that happened. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of take it easy that day and I wake up the next morning and it's a little bit worse. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, maybe I really bruised my tailbone, and I just didn't know about it. Maybe I had, like, a weird sleep mare. Nightmare is what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> There's day mares and sleep mares. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Is it the middle of your back? Yeah, right middle of my back. Butt. Right above my butt. Like, where the two where cheeks you, converge. Where you get an awesome tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the best part for tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh couple days keep going and it keeps getting worse it just hurts more and more i'm like come on what's going on but i don't really want to go to the doctor for it because i don't know are you like 19 yeah i'm like no yeah i'm probably about 19 maybe 18 okay so i'm just like man i don't need to go to the doctor i bruised my tailbone also i don't want a doctor looking at my butt yeah and so a couple days go by, it keeps getting worse to the point where I can't even really sit down. Like, I'll sit down for class and then immediately go home and just lie on my stomach for the rest oh of the day. Oh my God, what was it? And uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> and then at this point, I got tonsillitis again. You are a fucking hot mess. I'm a disaster. <laughs> so I have tonsillitis. I can barely eat. And my ass just hurts. <laughs> like, all the time every moment of the day it hurts so i'm like well i guess it's probably time to go to the doctor and Mm. so i go to the doctor on you know the preconceived notion that it's just for my throat you know and i've seen the same doctor for the same thing it's like an on-campus doctor you know the ones that haven't quite made it to real doctor (laughs) yeah so i'm like okay i have tonsillitis she's like oh well i need to subscribe you or prescribe you antibiotics and you'll be, be on your way. I was like, cool. Sure. Also, can you look at my tailbone? Because I think I might have bruised it. She's like, okay, let me check. So she has me bend over the table. She pulls nice. down my pants. Nice. Yeah. And then she just says, oh, my God. You need to go to urgent care right now. She could see it? Yeah. Had you looked at it before? Yeah. And it was just like <laughs> vaguely red and bad. Yeah. But I didn't realize... I. It's hard to look at it. True. You know, how do you look at your butt? I mean, a mirror, sort of. I don't know. That's no, hard. But we didn't have, like, selfie have cameras nice at the day. So, <laughs> I wasn't taking pictures of my butt all the time. Yeah. Um, she's like, you need to go to urgent care right now. You have the biggest abscess I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And it may explode. I was like, okay. Is that just a growth? It's, uh, I found out later that it's a, um, it's basically... A birth defect okay. on the bottom of my tailbone mm-hmm. that if like something happens, mm-hmm. it can get infected 
and it turns into an abscess, basically like a pus-filled ball that just grows and grows and grows. Uh, oh my god! So I call up my buddy because I didn't have a car. I'm like, we Yum. need to go to urgent care right now. He's like, yeah. cool, let's go. So we cruise on over. And then we're sitting in urgent care waiting. And even though I had like this big growth growing on me, they're like, yeah, it's going to be like 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fine. Of course. Yeah, fine. Like, urgent care. Yeah. I, I get you. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting there and all of a sudden I turn to my buddy. I'm like, man, it smells, it smells like shit in here. And he's sitting there looking like, like ghostly white, embarrassed. It's like, yeah, it smells like shit, right? And he's like, dude, I I think you shit yourself. No way. I was like, no. No you way. You couldn't tell? That's what I said. I was like, I'm a lot of things, but <laughs> I'm not so dumb and old that I would poop my pants and not realize it. And then it all came to me and it all, like, I realized it and I shot over to the bathroom. My abscess had exploded while I was sitting in the chair in urgent care. So, my boxers are like, they just have pus in them. I throw them in the trash can, try and get as much of the pus out. This is gross. I'm realizing right now. So, I'm just getting <laughs> like as a big mu- hole in your back. Yeah, right? basically. Yeah. How big was the hole? I, it's, I, I really, I mean, it's not that big. It was well, just basically a puncture that like psh, shot out a bunch of was pus. Was it the size of a dime? The hole? Yeah. No, the hole is probably like the size of like, a, a needle. A, a, yeah, or like a pin, okay. like a pen Ooh. tip, Ooh. you know? And so it's just sh- like <laughs> oozing this stuff. I'm trying to like clean it up, throwing away the stuff. And then... What color? I mean, it's certainly yellow. Wow. Yellow. But, yeah. yeah. And then... We're so, going to need to do an advisory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not For even kidding. We're gonna, no, just, like, just like a heads up, <laughs> this episode is really graphic. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know you guys are laughing. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Bring your parent along. <laughs> yeah. So PG thirteen, yeah, right? P- yeah, I think that's PG thirteen. So then I have to go sit in the lobby where I just made the whole lobby smell like a weird <laughs> mix of like butthole fire and like a dead person. Mm. And my friend had to clean up the seat that I was sitting in. So he was literally like using chlorine wipes on the seat. And so then what happened? Well, then I got to see the doctor and he was like, oh, yeah, you should have come like a week ago. I was like, well, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, <laughs> And so he gets the rest out. And I basically had to wear like a oh. diaper on my butt. Not a diaper, but like, like a, a bandage, like a yeah. patch on my butt for two weeks. Oh, dude. So that, could it happen again anytime or is that it could? Done? I've heard that it happens again frequently because it's but now just, you but now you know yeah now if something like that starts to happen <laughs> knowledge is power in yeah. this scenario <laughs> but i i still have like a little hole you know what would be great you know those like the early 2000s the more you know with the star and the <laughs> celebrity yeah. talking about your butt pus the more you know Wait, okay. i never had a tv growing up you really? Never, wait, hold on. Let's rewind. You're so <laughs> full of shit. When, you never when had a TV get... growing up. You never. No, our TV broke when I was four years old. No wonder you're so fucking weird. Out. <laughs> no wonder you have the social skills <laughs> of like a bag of potato chips. You had no TV. What did you do? You just talked to yourself while your parents are at work? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a bike. I was out. I don't know. This stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> why he's also more physically fit than either of us will ever be. Wait, you didn't have a TV ever. Yeah, once you get your first bring it TV. Back. Bring it back to reality. 
no, my parents still don't have a TV. They never bought another one. That's just the funniest thing. Is that way, that their hood. TV broke, and they're like, "Well, that's the one we had." <laughs> I, I, I can still picture it on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's so that hood. Done. Yeah, your that's... mom and dad were like, "We're good." Yeah. yeah. Well, we used that one up. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, your we mom, watched all the TV shows. Your I mom's guess. pretty. I'm fine with it. Your mom's pretty rad. His mom's an oh. artist, so okay. I would imagine it's probably it was something. probably something to do with that. Yeah, she, she's just getting into those things. Yeah, it's really punk. That's, that's crazy. The craziest. Has that informed your parenting at all? Like, do you? Jude hardly watches TV. I mean, we'll watch shows, but most yeah. of them are. I mean, it's so easy to get really educational shows that he enjoys. Yes, mm-hmm. Netflix has like a whole yeah. like section. PBS Kids is free and stuff, and so they have. We'll watch maybe one show, a night. That's cool. On weekends, we'll watch more. You yeah, know, if he if he's been really good, or if it rains all day, you know. But, but that's um, also good because, like, then you don't have to worry about commercials. Because that's what I would worry about, like, with, mm-hmm. with like... With your kid? With my that kid was the worst that part. I don't have. Oh, I took him to see Star Wars. Eight freaking previews before it. Oh, yeah, Each let's of them talk was about like, that really quick. Uh, Superman, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. In a world, and it's like yeah. earth exploding. Dude's He's six, like, like hiding his head. <laughs> yeah. in my sh- and they were like, "Okay, that one's done." And then it's like uh, X-Men. The next yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Everyone like, you know <laughs> will someday die. Did you know that yet? Santa isn't real. Yeah. So it's that. And then, and then the previews are like five minutes long. Yeah. You watch the whole movie pretty How much. How funny right did that, the, the CGI one, though, look with the slow motion sloth? Oh, dude, that one was oh, so good. I like that. That was the only I, preview I liked. Yeah. I do feel like that might be the only good scene in the movie, and they yeah, showed exactly. the whole thing yeah, in the yeah, preview. Guaranteed. And then you're going to yeah. go watch that movie and be that. like, I can't wait for that scene again. They sold. They they made their money back on that one, though. Oh, just 100%. showing that one scene. I've, I've heard so many people are going to see it. Yeah. No, I'm sure you're like right. all the aunts. and They do that a lot, too. Yeah. They as in, like, I guess, those guys the in Hollywood. shows. Yeah, those guys. Those guys. They do it. Do you consider yourself an artist? I mm, I don't know. I think I have like artistic like leanings, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm good enough at anything to call myself an artist. Like I would never. Are you using that as like a cop out though? Because I, I do the same thing where I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'm good enough. So what I what I say sometimes is I don't make art. I make like craft. Like I'm a crafter. like I'm like a crafter. Like a you know, leather, like, like a leather worker. Or <laughs> no, something? like you, you know how they have like craft fairs. Well, like art and crafts like was a movement. Forty year old ladies, they like make things and then they sell you things. Yeah, but that's, that's what engineers. They're like, I'm a hacker. I'm not really good at anything, but I just hack at it. Yeah, it's like well, okay. That's kind of how that. I feel. It's like I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm I'm not a great guitar player. Why do you? I'm not a great okay, singer. Okay, I don't think I'm great. a great songwriter. Why do you think all these things? Because I see other people that are better than me literally every day of my and you life. Com- and, okay, so why? <laughs> like, but why do you? Yeah. Why do you compare yourself to them? Because that's what we were taught to do what? since we were children. Who taught you? Wait, what yeah. do you mean? As a musician? Are you kidding? It's the American way. It's all is just to compare yourself to other people. Hundred, especially yeah. for musicians, especially when you come. Because I came up through the classical world. Like I was a classical percussionist for my first really? most of my what life. What does that mean? Like I, when I was in college, I was there on a half ride scholarship, um, based off of my timpani playing. I have no idea what a te- what's a timpani. So it, you know, in an orchestra, really? there's the yeah, four know, yeah. the four <laughs> big drums in the back. Oh, okay. That's what I do. Yeah, and then you tune you each one tune of them, them, and you tune them during the song. 
It looks That's easier rad. than it is. But it's kind of a tough instrument. To, I love your like, feet, right? Oh now. yeah, my feet yeah. are doing it. And you sit. Would you practice? Yeah. <laughs> well, cause, and you have to. If once you get to a certain level, like once you start doing pieces that are of a certain difficulty, especially solo pieces, mm-hmm. you actually have to sit in a stool because your feet are constantly tuning so that you can get to the next part of the song. Because you're playing all. So these- your feet are like two steps ahead oh of what God. you're actually playing. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? Why do you compare yourself to people, like other artists? Uh, you don't need to like because that's what like when no but why do you why do you do it i don't know that's okay because that's what i mean i think it's because that's what we're all taught to do when we're in like any sort of orchestral thing is you're literally ranked in an orchestra oh 100 percent. especially like saxophone players or Mm -hmm. like the violin section, you're ranked like first chair, second chair. Like this is the best person. This is the. It's second like string. Best. It's like in sports. Yeah, your first string, second string. Except it's like even more intense because it's direct competition. Well, I guess it's probably about the same thing. Sure. But everybody's playing together, mm-hmm. so you're still you like the first and the second string don't really play. Like the first string quarterback doesn't have to play with the second string quarterback simultaneously. Whereas the second string violin player is constantly sitting next to the first string violin player. So you're constantly like, wow, that person right next to me is slightly better than I am. (laughs) What's wrong with me? Or like when you're playing percussion, you're literally playing next to all the people that are either way better than you or there's some people that are worse than you. So you're constantly like, I feel like that is kind of a metaphor for life. Yeah. Right? Like, you're constantly surrounded by people. Like, I remember when we were talking, like, six months ago, where we were, I don't know how it got brought up, but we were complaining about how whenever we go somewhere, the first question you get now that we're old, it's, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, what do you do for a living? And it's this really weird, like, oh, why do you give a fuck what I do for a living? Why are you asking me that? Is it a conversation starter, or are you going to use this as leverage for the rest of our relationship to, like make yourself feel better. I don't know. Well, no, I think it's uh, more corporate culture, like uh, people that have career jobs, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you go to party at, well, I think it's hard for them to differentiate between a party and like a corporate event because corporate events, you like talk to the people you're like, Oh, what do you do? Yeah. How yeah. can I, how can we help each other mm-hmm. in the next step? Right. I've kind of done that with music. It's like, Oh, what bands do you play? We could play a jam together, you know? Yeah. I think that's a natural reaction when you're around people that are doing the same thing, right? But then it's like dating or actual friends or you're at a party. Yeah. It's your natural reaction to be like, oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Why do we do well, that? It- I, for me, I I like to use it as like a jumping off point sometimes. Like I've been meeting a lot of people lately that are in the music industry because I'm dating someone who lives in LA that works for like a punk record label. Mm. And so every time I go up to a side one dummy, no way. Yeah. She's tied. Still around. Yeah. (laughs) And killing it. Like their last few, like people that they've signed have all been really rad punk fans. Cool. But, uh, so every time I go up, I'm constantly meeting people and we're having that same, the exact same dialogue that you're saying where they're like, Oh, what do you do? And the beauty of it is that we're not really in competition with each other in any way. So, like, I'm like, all they'll be like, what do you do? And I tell them, oh, I work at the School of Rock. I do these things. And then it's an, a real conversation because they have nothing to benefit from me working at the School of Rock. And then they tell me what they do. And I'm like, that's rad. I just want to talk to you about this thing that you do. 
Yeah. So you're genuinely interested in what they do, and it's 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 mutual. Yeah. They're interested in what you do. I mean, do you guys remember when you talked about networking when you were like, did you when you did, went to college? Sure, I think yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like when I no was one ever close. told me to take like to get an internship, and I fucking hate my college for that. Oh, no one I was had like, to do an internship. Hey, get really? an. In- I know all all of my friends were like, you didn't have an internship, and I said no. They never told me about that. Yeah. So I, I paid got- so much money for UCSD, mm-hmm. and then the last day, what well, was in the last day? I, I took summer school, and then I was like, I'm gonna go to the interest or the place where they connect mm-hmm. you with. Uh, the job, the job. They help office. you build your resume yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. I walk in, and the first thing she's like, "Oh, uh, yesterday was the last day of the summer session, or something. So we can't help you anymore." I was like, Ow. "Oh, really?" I'm like, all Ooh. of a sudden, I'm not a st- like yeah. UCSC student anymore. I'm gr- I graduated, you know. I'm I'm just out the door. Yeah, you realize Get it's out. too late. And so I always bring that up whenever they ask for donations. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Funny. <laughs> oh, you want money? Well, yeah. maybe last day you should have clack 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 clack. Well, it's just funny. They bring up legacy and all that stuff. And I'm like, you didn't care about my legacy. You wanted me out the door. Yeah. Yeah. College was a big scam, mm. right? They scammed all of us so hard. Yeah. I had fun. I really loved it. Uh, it's a big scam. Yeah. No, I loved it. 100%. And like the stuff I did in college really, really helped me. And they made me do an internship. And I have professors that I still keep in touch with right now. Same. But I think the general idea of college, I think I might be against it. Like, or I, I guess the way that it's presented, mm. especially now, like kids from the moment that they start, even like now, I'm sure it's worse now, but like, in middle school, they were talking about the requirements to get me into a UCS or a UC school. Yeah. It's That's like, not even that good of a school. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's a state school, right? Like, yeah. if you think about well, it, it's not... Yeah. UCLA, arguably very reputable. I mean, UCSD is... It's pretty good. Yeah. But it's I have not, my issues with UCSD on a whole other level. But. Um. Also... Oh, fuck. What was it? College. We can keep talking about college. No, it's a ripoff. I, I'm surprised people have been putting up with it for so long because I think the amount of taxes we have to pay or we're going to save. Mm. Okay, let's say Bernie wins and he's mm. like, tuition's free, but we have to pay more taxes for it. Mm. Parents are saving up eternity's worth of money mm-hmm. in order to put their kids through school. It's going to be the same thing for all of them, you know? I would, I mean, anything yeah. cheaper, you I know, that we all like support the kids that are going to school. So I remember what I was going to say. I I don't want to I'm not going to say who said this because I think it will like diminish the quote, but an artist, a singer, songwriter said, "I think you should go to college when you're like 22 as opposed to 18." Like 22 yeah. or 25. When it's you not a bad when, when you, you've gotten some like life experience. <laughs> yeah, or or you kind of like have fucked Tight. up. You fucked up and you're like, "Wow, I really need a good job and I want to Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm I'm yeah. over smoking pot on my friend's couch every day yeah. <laughs> and playing you know Japanese video games. That was where I was at. Yeah, I went to I went to school late. Me I too. Did, I didn't go. I, I got of, a scholarship for doing math. I was going to be a math teacher. <laughs> Thank God. <Woo>. Nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> that is so good. It's all right, Jeremy. I... Jeremy, Jeremy. I'm talking. I'm the teacher. <laughs> wait, Jeremy. Wait outside. Okay, guys. Back to Long division. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That's great. That would have been way cooler than making Flint. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Full time. Oh man. Yeah, mm. all my math teachers are unlimited so cool. booty too. Yeah. That's like unlimited. <laughs> but what do you do? I teach math. Mm. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's really, really. No, it's that'd really, be you. you it's know really what, terrible. You know, what being a math teacher no. says, I don't want to be inside anybody <laughs> ever again. I never want to be inside another human being. No, it's, I, or I don't know, want anybody no, inside you know what me. Math is it's like. Forcing yourself wait, to wait, not wait, 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 wait. Let me just let me anything. really quickly like the growth story. Let me just tell our audience this podcast is about to get really fucking boring. <laughs> tell us what math is. What is math? What is what is math, Trevor? It's, <laughs> it's purposely avoiding applications into real life. It's that's sick. Making algorithms, they're just like you can apply it, but if you want to apply it, you need to go into a different line of work or yeah. something else. You or know? teaching, order, right? That's you got to go to science. You got to yeah. go to engineering. You got to do something else. If you want to stay in math, forget about applying it to anything. You just yeah. got to keep well, working those algorithms. The, the part where math lost me, and I know a lot of math people will be like, you just don't get it. But as soon as my <laughs> teacher said imaginary numbers, yeah. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. Yeah. Oh, it was the same thing, but uh, I had to... No, you weren't. You were like, I got this. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean, I understood the concepts. I just hated it so... As soon as they said imaginary numbers. You probably liked it because... That's algebra. a definite answer, right? Yeah. One one minus one equals zero. You know, it's like... I do like that. That's cool. You know when you're there, right? But when it's like, okay, this range is going towards infinity. Yeah. In In the vector of infinity, you know, just like... Or it's in this like really long range, you know, like, well, okay, it's in that range. You know, like, yeah, we solved it. The number is <laughs> eight to infinity. Yeah. It's certainly not one through eight. <laughs> I think you're too smart for me to have this conversation with you. <laughs> How about when you create something new, like you have to make a new song? Mm-hmm. That's the best feeling in the world. When you create it, right? Or if you yeah. have a, a vision for it, right? Yeah. When you're making it, it's the best feeling in the world. Right. But have you ever dealt with the pressure of having to take something to the next level or at least match what you had before? Um, I don't know. Well, I uh, maybe we're at that point right to, now. Yeah. Just because like, the last record was so like a thing that happened for us. Like it was. It, what does that mean? Like it was. It was more. It got more attention than anything else we'd ever done. So now it's like the next thing that we make better be good, or else all that attention is like worthless. Not worthless because right, so we're still you, making a thing, and we'll make a thing no matter if people are listening or not. You know. The pressure is on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all internal. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? Nobody. Nobody is sitting at home thinking like. Man, I wonder what Slaying with Tigers is going to do next. Well, I don't next. know. I, I put pressure on bands like they don't know. No, yeah. but I'm like, this, you guys blew it on that last record. You got <laughs> yeah. something better good come out next? Or but I'm, I'm saying we're not at that level. Or I'm going to just totally listen to the next one right, anyway. Exactly. I'm just going to keep waiting. And then judge you. It's like, how yeah. many chances can we give Weezer, you know? Exactly. But that's a good example, right? Mm-hmm. But, so they get unlimited chances <laughs> with Pinkerton and the Blue Albums. Yeah. They, don't, they can literally keep <laughs> shitting in my ears and I'll, I'll keep I'll keep I'll listening. I'll still listen to the new single. I'll listen no to at least what? that album how, once. What was that single on that last album? 
Uh, Which the, the barn shed? girlfriend? Something about a girlfriend. Oh, back in the shack. The shack. Back in oh the yeah, shack. Shack. The boot giant straps. Did you like that song? No. Dude, I you know what I loved? Song. I loved Beverly Hills. I'm. Joking. I think they were trying to go <laughs> that for that was... that vibe though, or something. No, no. Rivers Cuomo has gone on record saying that's a real feeling that I had, so I wrote a song about it. Rivers. I mean, yeah. He. Whatever. He's I'm not gonna. Bonkers. Pres- I'm that not man gonna... is insane. Yeah. I got. I had a pretty weird story with an engineer who told me he worked on the Green album. I think it was the Green album, and he told me that he like, was. Oh, cool! You made the first bad Weezer album. <laughs> he was. He was. He was like an intern at the time, or he was in charge of cutting the analog. Okay. So he was using like a razor blade, and he was just like editing where he was told to edit, and he just had so much, so many edits to make. Like he had a ton of work to do. Yeah. And he remembers. Him and like a couple other guys, they're sitting there cutting, they're talking, and they're also like, I think someone was doing something else, another engineer, you know, mixing, and uh, and they were talking about how excited they were to, it was like the night before Christmas Eve, and they were really excited, because they're getting Christmas Eve off, and then they have Christmas Day off, and they're so excited, and I guess, I'm pretty sure he told me, and this could be totally fabricated, right? I'm not going to run this, you know, it doesn't matter. No one fucking cares what I think anyways, who gives a shit. Supposedly, Rivers... It's Rivers, right? Plural. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible name. <laughs> Rivers. Let's name our child Rivers. Rivers comes in. Several well, bags. He lived up to his name. Kinda, yeah. 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 Rivers comes in and makes it really clear that they... I shouldn't haunt. Rivers comes in and makes it really clear that they're going to be working on Christmas Eve and they're going to be working on Christmas. Uh, he has wow. a deadline for the song and he wants the song to get... He wants it cleaned up, trimmed. He wants this mix done and is like a total Nazi about it. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of I kind of like, and that sounds horrible, right? That sounds like wow, that's horrible. But I like that he was he was going to be there too. It wasn't like he wasn't going to be present, helping them, giving them feedback. He just said like, "Hey, we're going to be working because I need this to get done by this time." And it's I I don't like it because he's fucking those people, but I do like it because I think he wasn't allowing like we were talking about variables, right? And imaginary mm-hmm. numbers. He wasn't allowing for a variance. He was like, this is what's going to happen and I'm going to take control of it and that's going to get me the result that I want. And I I think I identify with that, yes. maybe. I mean, that's we're here right now. We you. just lost power. Yeah. Like yeah. we just, the power just went out. You drove way too far, which I feel really guilty about, yeah. but I appreciate it. it Can we thank time. him? Let's thank him really quick. Thanks for thank coming you on. So thanks, much Dan. for Thanks coming everybody. down. Here. I do mean don't you don't say thank you, okay? We had, I thought we were going to say it together. No, uh, you you can uh, we can say it together. You don't say anything. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Thanks. Don't. Dan, no. Thanks. I don't need it, okay? We're thanking you. I'm not looking for you to say you're welcome. I'm just kidding. You can say it. Do you want another beer? Sure. Um you're welcome by the way. Thanks. It means a lot. It really does. I, I want to wait. We need to we need to pull it back. I, I disagree with you though. Why? Cuz I think you you said that he's like taking charge hmm. and saying like we're doing a thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's he has a deadline hmm. that he's imposing on other people. Yeah, but that's their job. He's paying them. Yeah, but also I don't know. I think if you want people to do a good job for you, you should treat them. Oh my god, that is such a good well. point. That's a great point. Do you treat <laughs> yourself well? No. And you want yourself to do a good job, right? Let's explore that topic. Actually, no, I do. This is the first. That's good. I, I like t- that. Have I, I like that. Have I told you about 2015? No. What that year was for me? No, no, no. 
2015 for me was... Is this a big plug for yourself? <laughs> was the year of eating Diet Pepsi. Two eating Diet Pepsi. If you need two, two words to describe 2015, we both know what it is. Should we say it at the same time? We both know. Get ready for the jam. Oh, <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. Space jam? That yeah, was great. I guess so. We can talk about Wait, that tune a little bit, but I don't sure. want to talk about it from like a pluggy... No, listen. nor nor should we. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it from like your why did why the fuck did you do that? I'd rather talk about yeah. that. What's wrong with you? In a good way. Okay, but you want me to answer? The I f- want to know what 2015 is. Okay, I'm just that, 2015 yeah. in one word was nah. <laughs> Someone asked you to do a thing that you don't want to do or that you don't think is gonna nice. be good for you as like a mental person or as a physical human being. Nah. And uh, wait, 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 wait. Start this whole thing over. Just start over. I interrupted you at one point, and I like where you're going. Just start it over. I don't... Just say 2015 was, and then go into it. <laughs> okay, so you want me to... Okay. It's really hard to repeat here. So. <laughs> no, it's not. Just do it. Okay. 2015 was like the year of... Just like, if you could take it down to one word, it would just be nah. <laughs> like, if you don't want to do a thing that's not going to make you feel good. I mean, not like in a hedonistic way. More in like a... What does hedonistic it, mean? Hedonistic means like... I drink every day, I eat whatever I want. Anything that just makes me feel good right now is the thing I should be doing. Ah. Where, as opposed to like the concept of nah, is when someone <laughs> asks the, so nah. the Tao of nah, is what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, where if someone says like, hey, do you want to do this thing for free that you don't want to do that is going to be really obnoxious and it's going to wear on you physically and mentally and maybe you're going to regret it later. Do you want to do it still? And like 2014 me would have said yes because I didn't want to say no to a person. So in 2015, you started to say... You you had a sense of self-value. Like you had a sense of worth. Yeah, I I said no. You love yourself. Yeah. It was more loving myself and more learning how to treat myself well. So... I don't right. remember what that question was. Did you follow through with that in 2015? I did. Not 100%. I still find myself falling into those traps because I'm still like... In that my, was me with emo night. In like a people pleaser, you know? Like, I'm still yeah, 100%. You say yes to everything. With it's fam- hard. Especially family stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, with family, it's a whole nother story. Right, yeah. I still need to learn how to say no. I have such bad, like, mommy issues. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Your dad died. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) All right. Whatever you need, mom. She puts that on you? Not that directly, but it's more she'll just start crying. Yeah. She'll just cry. (laughs) And I'll be like, you can't just cry your way out of everything. She's like, I'm old and just sensitive and I'm scared. And I'm, like, talking shit about my mom. She's a beautiful person. (laughs) I mean, it really fucks with me. Anyways, so why? So okay. So we're talking about Dan, and we're talking about Dan's sense of what is twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, right? Future. We're talking about next future Dan. Twenty sixteen is learning. Sorry, did we just lose power again? No, no we I didn't. Just touched my. Oh, okay. For me, twenty sixteen is being open to new things. Wait, like, wait. Let's. Wait, wait, I want to back up because I learned how to say no to all this like to a lot of stuff and now i'm trying to learn how to say yes to the right stuff i want to talk about everything that you're saying but i want to talk about it from a standpoint of like what do you think changed that how like your perspective on yourself changed in 2015 what what do you think was the catalyst for that change and then what is that change where Uh, you went from i don't 
feel like I have enough value to say no. Like I don't deserve that. And now I deserve to listen to myself and move forward with that. Well, I think it's... Does that make sense, what I just yeah, said? 100%. Well, like, why were you saying yes all the time? So, first off, I think I'm saying yes all the time because I like making other people feel good. Why? And right. that's where no, no, I... why? Why? That's why, where I find my value is making other people feel good as opposed to making myself feel good. You know, that's like just a, a huge thing in mm-hmm. my life is like, oh, my value is making other people happy. You hence know? you being a musician. H- hence me being a musician. Hence me making a joke out of every possible thing yeah. that ever comes across my way. Yeah. Hence me being a joy to be around most of the time yeah. until it gets obnoxious several times <laughs> already. <laughs> but so also I do like that. I just said that I'm a joy to be around, which is something that no one that is a joy to be around would ever <laughs> no, no, say. No, that's okay. You, you are, you are a joy to be around. That's, I think it's a fair evaluation of yourself. Well, I, I think I like crafted myself to yeah. be that way where it's totally. like, yes, yes. I agree with you on that, but please I'm, be my friend. <laughs> I want you to like me. I love Ooh. you. Love me. Yeah. Be the love that I yeah. haven't given myself so I can yeah. manifest it into a real person and yeah. then kiss I, it. But I don't think you're alone. No, 100%. I don't think you're alone at all. I think a lot of people, I, I think know, a lot of people. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then so I was traveling and my car flipped over and we had to fly home immediately. And like a moment like that, it's one of those things where as a one to 24 year old human male, white male, you feel semi invincible. You know, for most of your life, or you feel like, you know, nothing bad could ever happen to you, really. Like, bad things happen, but whatever. But, like, when something like that happens, you're like, oh, if I wasn't wearing my seatbelt, I'd be dead right now. And so, that was the moment where I started realizing that every decision I made, or everything that I was putting my energy towards, had to be something that was either important to me, or I felt like was going to put me on a path towards growth somehow. Say that, say that all again. Say that all again. Why? Why? You had a question for him. Ask him your question. I saw you go for it. What? Well, I was wondering, like, when that happened, did you have a a moment of, like, your life flashing in front of your eyes or, like, some kind of... No, because here's the crazy zone? part. Yeah. Is all of that happened post. What do you mean? It, so when the crash happened, I was asleep. Whoa. And I woke up as we're flying off the side of the road. So I didn't have a chance to even process what was really happening. I didn't have a chance to be scared. Like, I literally, like, we were flying off the side of the road. We hit a guardrail, flipped, and then I realized what was happening. Wow. You know? So, and even after the crash, like, I got out of the crash and was still 100% like, cool calm collected was like making all the things happen while the guy that was you know that was driving was having like all of those emotional things happen which is totally understandable because it was all more directly happening to him i guess mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. a way i'm sure he but felt you responsible had... you know yeah i'm 100 percent. so he was dealing with all the emotional stuff and then i was having to be like the guy that was like okay we need to like Mm. make this happen i'm gonna talk to the truck driver that just pulled off to he the side distraught. of the road to help you were you were composed wow it almost happened immediately like you wanted to start taking care of yourself and oh start yeah saying, yeah no. yeah you started making those decisions almost yeah immediately. and i remember the moment that it happened like 
the first no of that like of that time period was when uh the dude I was on tour with actually asked me, "Hey, if I can get us a rental car, do you want to keep going?" And I said, "No. Wow. I need to go home right now and I need to deal with this right now because this is all happening to me." You know? So, what was this? When? Just like what are you referring to when you say this? Like you, the changes that you're talking about? Uh, deal, no, it was more like in that moment, it was more, I need to deal with the fact that I don't have a car anymore. Right. The fact that like- <laughs> Was it your car? It was my car. Wow. I need to deal with the fact that like, I don't have the funds necessarily to a- attain a new car. I need to deal with all like the emotional stuff that I'm dealing life. with. You have to deal yeah. with life. I have to go back to being a person as immediately as possible. Yeah. So this is what I like. This and is so, what I like. I don't want to talk about stuff in the context of like being a musician. I want to talk about stuff in the context of you, Dan, as a person. Yeah. Because if you were talking to a friend that just knew you, mm-hmm. right, they would know you're a musician. And that's why I keep saying like, hey, rewind, say that again. Because I want you, I want the audience to connect with you on a level that is deeper than like when you're on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And you're connecting with people because I know you do. You of all people connect. <laughs> so, and I, I... When we came into this, I wanted to capture that. Yeah. That was like my goal. But then I realized, I think I want something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I want not, and, and that, that is not to say the connections that I've made with you emotionally when you perform mm-hmm. are not like some of my happiest. Like when we, when we played, when I got to see you play. Yeah. Was Bridgetown the first time? In Bridgetown was the first time. Oh, okay. Tight. And, uh, yeah, it meant a lot. It was uh-huh. very, very, very encouraging. It was inspiring. I used to get really, remember when you were talking about when you're feeling creative and your juices are flowing and you don't want anything to, mm-hmm. I I remember specifically driving and say anything popped up, um, which is weird because I never shuffle music, but I like it came mm-hmm. up on my iPod. Yeah. Like shuffle, I'm very specific, right? I want to listen to an album yeah. front shuffle, to 100%. back, right? I think Same. I think a lot shuffle of shuffle drives me I think, up the wall. I think, a lot I think of, musicians or people that create albums like yeah. to listen to albums. Other people don't get it, which is fine. Fucking idiots, it's just interesting. No, fucking no, dummies, like they just don't understand that. Well, I the, think in right now, God, we're people in some, don't play music are so is, stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. There's so much but dumber. That's not what I'm saying, Mike. But what, continue what you're saying because I was you were on a good path. Uh, say I remember saying anything came on. Yeah, and I felt really discouraged, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I just quite, I don't know why. Like why the fuck, I'm never gonna be as good as Belt. Never gonna be as good as Belt. Like that intro, him. I'm not gonna talk about Max Bemis either on this podcast, but still, <laughs> I just, I don't know when. But I don't feel that way anymore. The opposite happens now. Where I'll, like, today I read, specifically I'm doing research on sci-fi. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I think storytelling, for the most part, is fucking boring. And I think that the same story is told over and over yes. again. And I was talking to my buddy's older brother, Brennan Hill, on the phone. He's in New York visiting Ryan. And... He told me, well, you know, in Hollywood, he lives in LA. Mm-hmm. He said, there's only seven stories. And if you don't write one of these seven stories, right? No one, they're not going to make it. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And it was helpful to me because I was like, oh, fuck, I better write 
one of these stories <laughs> if I want to get any work done. But on that same note, I don't remember when it when it happened or when it kind of changed. Like you remember the moment where you were like, I'm going to start taking care of myself. Yeah. I'm going to be selfish, mm-hmm. which is okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the fact that you did that is monumental and is a really cool, great thing. I don't really, I don't feel like I'm articulate enough to express how almost like, this is going to sound super weird, but I'm very like, I'm proud of you. And I'm happy <laughs> that, that we yeah. talked about that. I read this comic called Saga. You should read it. I'll give you volume one so you can read it. It's really, really cool. Um, but it, I did it on purpose because I want to, I want to get that infection. Mm. I want to, I want to be, I want to be inspired and encouraged. And I think the difference is I have, the reason I'm talking about this is because I think I had a similar experience that you did where Mm -hmm. I went from always thinking about what is my relationship with other people as opposed to what is my relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And once I had that transition from, hey, I care about myself and I'm going to do me, I'm going to be an executive Maybe I got all this from what's his name stand up. Like Cat had, Williams. Cat Williams. Yeah, so Cat Williams really? got like busted for drugs and then yeah. like I came back with a new stand up set that was just literally opened with Can you believe people don't believe in God? <laughs> and I remember being like, "Oh shit, well, I don't like Cat Williams anymore." <laughs> yeah. Personally, right? I don't give a shit about anybody else. I never liked that so yeah. I thought you were going to be like, "I never liked God." Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not true. Super never tough. Short we were life. all I think we were all based on how atheist the tone is right now. Yeah. I think it's safe to assume that we both had a little bit of God when we were younger. But wait, back to my point really quick. Let me just wrap it up before I forget. I don't remember the transition, but I think once that transition happened from me being insecure and only caring about my relationship or like how I'm relative to other people as opposed to how I'm relative to myself Mm -hmm. and the way that things influenced me i think that played a big part where i was like oh i am i am sick right like that's a weird thing to say Mm -hmm. without sounding too proud or like lame yeah like i'm a good person that should i shouldn't i feel weird saying that right now but i shouldn't right but once there is that transition i think for me because everybody's different right and this might not even make sense to a person listening but then external Sources like say anything, I'd hear Belt and I'd be like, I really want to go make music. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to make Belt, right? I don't want to make something even similar to Belt. I honestly wish I could make stuff like I'm, I am Robot and Proud. That would be like really huge for me if I could make stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I have the same thing. Like, whenever I watch a movie about people making music, mm. and whenever I watch, like, do you guys see the Brian Wilson movie that just came out? Yeah. No super good I liked and it. those music scenes were so fun yeah. to watch because that's when I saw that I was like I want to go right now and make some music yeah, that's and I exactly my reaction too I went home I was like I, why he like he had such a vision like I don't know what it was about and it was just like it was it, whoever the guy that made the movie is a musician and you can yeah, tell, you can tell yeah. you can tell because he perfectly captured like how exciting it was stuff? you know to yeah. like to make music and like i don't want to make music that sounds anything like brian wilson and Mm -hmm. i never could and nor do i like i don't know 
Yeah. You know, my brain does not make Brian Wilson nah. music, but when I watched him make music, I was like, I want to go home and mm-hmm. sit in my stupid, like, my little house and, like, sit in front of a USB microphone. Put my feet in some sand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just record, you yeah. know? So. But you got to have, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, I got to be a little crazy to do that. Like, have some, like, mental disorder yeah. to, like, <laughs> actually sit down and, like, be willing to put that much time and yeah. like go that deep into myself mm-hmm. to make something like that you know i think it makes a lot of people crazy i think you know there's a lot of examples of people going crazy oh, yeah. because of this stuff you know and it's sad because people treat them the same way as like drug addicts in normal life yeah. are like you're like oh you fell for the trap of drugs you know yeah. i was like well i think artists like yeah Brian Wilson didn't. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilson wasn't well, a drug addict. Yeah, he was actually had some like issues. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm not the shit. I'm especially like 2015. Was yeah. Like okay, I'm. I need to be really conscious of like culture and yeah. uh race and sex and just like and all that stuff and i i can't take myself seriously right now at all have you well, felt that at all i so yeah i do struggle you with feel it. like you're a fucking parody like of yourself yeah exactly i'm just like what why am i dressed like this you're like wearing vans and a hoodie <laughs> like, and yeah, you're, like, reading, yeah. you're like reading pitchfork in the Did I wake up like this yeah. <laughs> yeah like i i'll literally look at myself in the mirror and yeah. realize that i look like an onion article where yeah. the title is like exactly white male with facial hair has existential crisis in front of the beer cabinet you know like yeah where, but i think because i the trick with all of that is back to being a white guy not to yeah i mean not that i'm any yeah not the we need to talk more about it's a race. horrible I, like, topic. Jesus Christ. Okay. But I Trevor went into like more sexism about... in the no, music it, industry, which I, is I it was pretty good. Touch actually. on race. It doesn't have to be about race. I mm. think it's more about just like being self-conscious in the, this very politically yeah. you should get correct clo- You should get closer on that thing because I like what you're saying. Oh, well, I, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, I feel like even if it wasn't race, I feel like we are being this parody and like... Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. And it, then there's well, three of us here sitting in this room. It's like, what, what are we supposed a, to do? Making a podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, extremely white. So <laughs> It is extremely white. It's very bougie. But this is very the thing bourgeois. we liked. Uh, I and I totally, I, I 100% struggle with it. I think my, the way that I like deal with it a little bit, deal with it. Like it's an actual <laughs> issue. That I, right. Like, and like with the struggle. Woe is me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not, and not, and God, a woe I got is, another email from reverb.com <laughs> unsubscribe, <laughs> but like not in a woe is me way, more in like a working to find my place, you know, where I'm not, where I, you know, where I'm not shouting over, you know, people of color or I'm not shouting over trans or like women voices and realizing that my voice is very rarely the most important or like, cause my voice in that situation as a straight white male is one of many that gets uplifted. You know, like I have this plat, like this weird crappy platform right. where like people will listen to me as a, as a figure of authority. It's a default. Based off of just the fact that I look like this. And so realizing that I have that privilege and using that privilege maybe to amplify voices of people of color 
or, you know, trans folks or any, you know, women, like, and also we, like, we all have, like, this weird power, like, booking shows. Every time I book a show, I have the power to book a whole show of straight white dudes playing acoustic guitar. I think mm. I only listen to two music podcasts. I don't care what their names are. I'm going to tell you what their no, names are. No, I don't want to know. I just want to know what you like about them. Uh, Well, I can't talk about them without naming them because yeah, there's yeah. only two of them. Just talk about them. Well, because there's uh, one. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to name the names. It's called I'm Podcast A. It's, it's Podcast A. It doesn't matter what his name is. Name dropping is unnecessary. So it's called... <laughs> what was it called? Song. <laughs> Song Exploder. Yeah. yeah, Song Exploder is a oh, great podcast. Oh, that was when you one. mentioned yeah. Song... Okay, yeah. cool. It's a... <laughs> you you just, act you like you so think cool. it's cool now. No, I do think it's cool. I like he disassembles like mixes. You haven't listened That's to it. Yeah, exactly. No, I haven't. So, <laughs> it, and it's a short pod... It's the only yeah, short podcast like 20, that I listen 30? to. 90% of the podcasts that I listen to are like 45. either 60 minutes yeah. or two hours long. I said long. 45 and you said 60 and I went, yeah. <laughs> But it's the only short one because all he does is like he takes a song and he talks to the creator of that song, which I think is interesting. We have this. We have this on another episode. (laughs) What's the next one? And then the other one is that one I was talking about, where they it's called Who Charted, where they take like the music charts and they use that as a jumping off point for discussion. I want to listen to that. And it's not even on. Most of the time, it's not about the music, Mm. which I think starts. It's just a natural conversation. You know. Well, I want. I want there to be rhetoric and I want there to be like deviation from topic, right? But I think ideally what I what we want to do, tell me if I'm wrong too. I don't want to speak for you. Tell me if jump in. What we want to do more of a vision with sure. the Flint cast is Flint to cast. let I want <laughs> That's awesome. That's we it. Yeah. That <laughs> Every time you think cast. Well what I or I mean, I guess it's it doesn't really matter what I think, mm-hmm. right? What I was told by a friend was yeah. what we used to do in college was get stoned and talk to each other and then maybe play music with that person or listen to their music, yeah. right? Just depending on if I was already jamming with Trevor, but like we were hanging out with you and we, Trevor, we'd all get, we'd all hang out and then we'd listen to your music and we would like listening to your music because we knew you. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important. So if and when, you know, this ever gets edited and ever gets put together, like through takes and takes and takes, and I keep telling you, hey, say that again, or... You know, we run through these different intros that we've done, and then eventually we'll come back, edit it. Trevor and I will then narrate the episode, maybe play one of your songs at the end. You know, if you had to pick a song for us to play, what song would it be? I don't know. Think about it. Okay. I also just found like a hair on my face that's just a little bit longer than the other ones, and I'm really bummed about it because my really bad razor burn today. But I think to answer your question, I, with the exception of Song Exploder, I think my most favorite podcasts are the ones that are the least edited, Mm -hmm. like the least kind of like chopped down and like where it's like more of a natural conversation. Like my favorite podcast right now that I listen to every single day because there's, I just found it and I'm listening to it every single day is called... It's called Doughboys, and it's okay. just two dudes and then a guest talking about chain restaurants. 
Whoa, cool. And like their connection to the chain restaurants and like stories about the chain restaurants. Uh And then they review the chain restaurant at the end. But the, it's really just a, the whole thing is just an excuse to get three people in a room and have a conversation about why do you listen to it? Because it's fun to listen to people have a natural conversation. Hmm. If they're funny people, Hmm. it's fun to be the fly on the wall of a funny group of people having a funny conversation. Just chatting it up. Yeah. Nothing specific. Tons of like runoff. Oh, 100. Yeah. Most runoff. And my other favorite podcast is You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. I've heard about that one. It's a two-hour podcast. And it is... Oh, the the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love his podcast. That's literally just him rambling. It's him alone, right? No, no, no. That's Bill Burr. Bill Burr does the... Bill Burr's podcast is hilarious. But uh, You Made It Weird is... Uh, Pete Holmes with a guest, and it lasts two hours. Did you and ever the, think about doing comedy? I've done some stand-up. Really? And I... The San Diego stand-up scene is not fun. How'd that mm. feel? It's weird. It's weird as a musician doing stand-up. Mm. Because uh, an audience for a musician is very patient. And you don't realize how patient yeah. they are. Like, an audience for a musician will let you build a song, they'll let you pace it however you want, and they'll let you take you to a certain place where maybe there's no punchline. And even, like, maybe some songs, like like a Sufjan Stevens song, will have a, you know, punchline. Not necessarily, like, a laugh punchline, but, like, a... A moment. A weird, like, thesis statement where mm-hmm. he's talking about John Wayne Gacy Jr., and then he talks about all these awful things, and he's like, and he's just like us. And you're like, oh! But you had to get... You had to wait three mm. minutes to get there. You know? Whereas a comedian, when you're performing as a comedian, they want to joke at the end of every sentence. You know, they want to they wanna laugh at mm. the end of every pause. And if it's not happening then you've lost them, you know, and they won't care about you. And so for me, like doing comedy, I was like, this is a lot of weird pressure that I don't necessarily. San Diego sucks too for comedy. Oh, it's the worst. I played it. I don't go to comedy shows, but Mm -hmm. I did like, I did like, there's a show and then a comedy show after it. Yeah. And we stayed around for the comedy show. And there were like guys from LA that came down and some girls. And I feel like everyone felt like they were bombing. Like yeah. everybody was just super judgmental. It was like, okay, they've already started bombing. Okay, oh, they're they're gone. Yeah. Okay, they can't they can't redeem themselves. It's done, kind of thing. And was, every single one, it was like nobody was really. They laughed where a little was it? at the, the first like two or three jokes. In no, Ohio? it was. Um, you guys played a show there not too long. Ago. It was like it's like two ten club now or what is that one? Till till two, two thir- till two club till yeah. two. That one. Cool I've never venue. seen comedy there. Dude, it was brutal. I mean, it could be that it's not a comedy club. Hmm? But what's on your phone? My girlfriend just got home. Oh my god, is she okay? Is she in LA? Mm-hmm. That's really cute. How? Wait, let's talk about well, your she, weekend. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Yeah. Did you we, see her? Yeah. Well, were, she came down. Okay. Cute. And then I'm going up next weekend. Cute. It's kind of we're doing the LA. How'd thing. you guys meet? Yeah. How'd you guys meet? At a mountain goat show. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so it's a good show to meet at. Right? Like, if you meet someone at a Mountain Goat show, you know there's a certain amount of... Do you watch The Walking Dead? No. Okay, there's an episode where they played... I don't remember the name of the song, but I just felt really good about that episode. Well, have you ever watched Moral Oral? That sounds like a show about, (laughs) like, 
blowjobs. <laughs> no. Sorry, moral oral. Oh, okay. So moral oral, it's made by. <laughs> have you guys seen Community? Ethical blowjobs. Yeah, I've seen Community. So you know the guy Starburns. Yeah. So he is like a writer. He's he has actually helped make mm. like a really amazing uh, movie this year. What movie? Uh, Anomalisa. Mm. It's a it's a movie made out of puppets. Mm. And so moral oral is kind of a weird parody of those after school special like children's almost I forget Davy and Goliath. Do you know about Davy and Goliath? No idea. So it's like this weird Christian program that came oh, out. Oh, it's like VeggieTales. Yeah. It's kind of a weird parody of that sort of thing That's where hilarious. the character, his name's Oral and he's like this really sweet kid and he learns a moral. Uh, yeah. He learns a moral <laughs> at the beginning of the show. Like the preacher tells him something and then he misunderstands it and does something awful for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and then great. the end of the episode is his dad giving him worse advice. <laughs> so so good. it's amazing. And the first two seasons are all of that kind of, yeah. that's the basic structure of the whole thing. And then the last that's season, genius. the last season that. is really depressing and it's almost entirely based off of a mountain goat song. And they yeah. play no children throughout the whole, like yeah. the whole season is it comes back as like a theme. It's really yeah. cool. It's one of my favorite check it shows. Out. Yeah. I want to yeah. check that out for sure. So big shout out <laughs> yeah. to moral oral. Where yeah, do you find that? Uh, I actually found it today on Vimeo. Just look up moral oral entire series, something cool today's episode is brought to oh is it it just like a isn't it on vimeo it's like a it's like a webisode no it was on uh adult swim oh Uh, yeah totally awesome Vimeo's great so every episode is 15 minutes long it's great oh that sounds that's a good time i like 15 minutes i kind of i was thinking about doing that too with the podcast having like a crooks version of a podcast (laughs) like literally five minutes 10 minutes worth a podcast Nobody but wants I, that. I don't like short podcasts nobody does. i listen to i listen to a 20 minute podcast called uh wasn't invisibilia that's a great podcast i don't know but i just i just couldn't i, I was so bored i was just bummed every time it ended i was like oh, really it's not good enough right that goes back to us as consumers that took them weeks to make that 20 minute podcast and it's a really good podcast right it's like in the top 10 mm-hmm. and it's great called uh I could, it doesn't matter well i have a follow-up question for you mm. i think it goes a little bit back on topic because mm. you're talking about seven types of stories mm. right or just seven storylines mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. were you um i know you weren't bummed about the new star wars but were you bummed that they kind of reused no. not only one of the seven storylines but not at uh, all one that was already used for star wars it's great <laughs> no there's like a really funny meme which is the picture of Dr- it's a picture from Jurassic Park of him being like, "Hey, look, hey, they reused everything from A New Hope," and like nobody, nobody is, does anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sad about it at all. I think the movie was great. Um, but don't you wish that they could have taken that? No, the, and I like am. I am really so. I, they, I think they did. I think they set the stage for something that could be really, really good. I I'm super that. anxious. I think, I think that they're JJ, playing a long game. On yeah. this one. JJ Abrams, <laughs> I'm super anxious. Yeah. He's not the director for the next one. But I think the fact that all three of us walked out of the theater and thought, 
that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That for a Star is, Wars movie in for 2016. Me, like I am the judgiest person I know, especially when it comes to my Star Wars. Your, don't your don't Star fuck Wars. with my Star Wars. Oh okay. yeah, I mean it's well, everything to me. And the fact that I walked out and I was like that was rad. That was that was fucking cool. Granted, the other three that we got prior, right, were yeah. total bags of dog shit. So they had True. they had well, they had the upper hand in that sense. But with the originals, mm. I would think about the storyline for like the next few weeks, right? But like, oh well, how did that make sense and all that stuff? With this one, I'm thinking, oh, that looked really cool. That's some of, like the main things I took away from that. Oh, that that was a cool look. That was a cool event that happened in. But the whole architecture of the thing. Nothing crazy new to really think about, you know. I wish there was more of like a. I get, I it got me excited for the next two mm-hmm. because I I feel like J J Abrams was basically dealt like a George W Bush scenario. Totally, like he's Obama. J J Abrams yeah. is Obama. So he had to basically <laughs> take the the slate Anybody and be can like, make something better than it was before, like than those first three. Dude, right? we as fans, I. Walked into that theater and I sat down and I mentally was like, you do know there's a 95% chance that what you're going to see is going to be fucking stupid. And that, the anticipation during those trailers, we were just talking about this, all the trailers, I was like, like, get to the fucking movie because I'm so stressed out. Yeah, I went in low expectation. I think a lot of us did. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people went in like, hey, we know this is probably going to suck. It's an excuse to make toys. And, and that's it. Yeah. Right. It's just an it's just a, a money generating machine. But I think the fact that J.J. Abrams was in charge, he wrote it with the guy who wrote Empire and Jedi, Return of the Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back. That's insane. I think when he was at Comic Con for the panel, and they had a technical issue, and there were like hundreds of people in line waiting way longer than they should have, that he called and ordered pizza for everybody to eat pizza while they waited. I think that is a metaphor for the Star Wars movies. He ordered, he got us pizza. Mm-hmm. He ordered all Star Wars fans pizza because I walked out of that theater and I said, holy shit. That was a cool pizza. You know, the only awkward thing about that movie was Han and Leia and their shitty dialogue. Yeah. And there's, that had nothing to do with the writing. That was just two crusty old actors. You know, I, Harrison Ford is like 140 years old. <laughs> and... She, whatever her name is, right, is awesome. She's just, she hasn't acted in forever. I mean, I saw her on an episode of 30 Rock and actually did great. And she's a great actress. I'm not going to have an opinion on her whatsoever. Yeah. I have more of an opinion, like, you know, you have an opinion on how she looked. Oh my God. She's such a badass. I have so, like, so (laughs) much respect for her. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's just talk about how rad she is. She didn't age very well, did she? So yeah, exactly. I I, I don't know. I think girls the, are so petty sometimes. No, not <laughs> girls are not petty. Wait. No, that is not a sentence. That is not a there thing. There's no dudes in that fucking argument. You anyways, know. anyways, <laughs> anyways. Uh, the movie was great. Absolutely untrue. <laughs> really? I think there it was. Dudes in there? I think it was n- like ninety percent internet dudes being like, "I wouldn't uh, have sex with Carrie Fisher <laughs> anymore." It's like Carrie Fisher. I wouldn't. would never let Carrie Fisher suck my dick. I would <laughs> Maybe you're right. I would never do that, that dude. I'd rather. Brother Ben suck my dick, dude. <laughs> really? Dad. Anyways, Dad. Anyways, I don't know. I don't I don't care. I don't care about those fucking <laughs> D-rate turtle feed pieces of shit. I feel like you're very 
um, forward thinking and analytical about at least about Flint for sure because mm. it's something you're very passionate about. Mm. But I'm wondering where that all comes from. Mm. Is it because you really want this to s- succeed or is it... Go there. No, no, just no, say no. it. I feel, I... Just say it. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Just... No, I'm not. <laughs> hey, why that? are you such a fucking butt? <laughs> <laughs> But you you get very like down about things after it's done because it's never mm. good enough to what you mm. you envision, mm. right? Mm. Well, what do you think that's about? I mean, I think there have been moments for sure tonight, and I'm so bum- I totally transparent. I'm so bummed we're doing it at night because I haven't. I you know I'm gonna wake up tomorrow at like six, so I'm on this weird like. I go to bed. Is it 10 o'clock? It's like 10, 15. (laughs) I go to bed at like 10 o'clock every night. So I feel like right now, mentally in that, you know, beer didn't really help, but I feel like right now I'm very low and I'm typically like very high. But fuck that. It's not what you asked me. Um, Where does this like nothing's good enough thing come from? I don't know. I feel like maybe I am like that though. I'm very much like that. I don't think it's all bad. I mean, no, I no, think... me neither. I don't know. I don't think it's... it's good or bad. I think yeah. it's just a thing. Yeah, for sure. And I was really, dude. I can't even tell you. Like, how did I not? I didn't want you to come on here and be a stand-up comedian either. I just wanted you to come on here because I feel like you're a genuine person. And I didn't want a person, that's not a fucking compliment. That's just like a thing. Okay. That's just a fact. It's not, I'm not trying to kiss your ass right now. I just think you're, I think you're, I think you're, you're Dan. And I like that. And I think that Trevor is Trevor very much so. Like if you hang out with him. To a fault. He's fucking Trevor. He's talking about math. Like I was going to be a math teacher. Like that's just him. He's awesome. And I think I am me. So I, I, I uh, I'm I don't know. Now I feel like I'm I'm insecure now because I feel like I'm not answering your question. Um taste of your own medicine. Um baby bitch. Yeah, I think uh <laughs> we can't we definitely can't have you saying bitch <laughs> on this either. That's never going to fly. So where is that reaction yeah, coming where, from right there? That's where it is right there. Where where is that coming this, from? I'm holding us to a really high standard that I hold with anything that I create but do the things that maybe you, what you wouldn't imagine if you've listened to my music but if you no, no but you do the no, same thing well, you hate like the last uh record that you made yeah a hundred percent because the last future crooks record i would never tell anybody that it was sloppy hmm. i would never say that there's imperfections you had like it. a really big gulp after that Ooh. sloppy oh that's just i got mucus going on <laughs> oh baby sorry sorry <laughs> no it's fine so and it's so, I don't know. I just feel like, ugh, where was I going with that? Well, cause you like, what, what are you, what are your problems with the last future crooks record? Well, everybody feels this way about their work, right? Everybody looks back and says, oh, I wish I had more time on this or I wish I had more time on that. Right. And I, but why, why would you want to improve tone, the thing? Like, I don't want to talk about my record. No, no, it's, I have the same inclinations on things that I create. It's like, oh, it could be way better. It could be better. But your reaction is. That fucking sucked. 
It was the worst thing I ever did in my life. Well, I don't know about that. I'm very, I'm very, like with Flint, I'm proud that we got a product to market, right? I'm proud that record got released by bad timing. I'm proud mm-hmm. that it's out there and I'm proud that, you know, I would love like a, a like a, a remix of it, like to have some, not like Yeah, a, maybe it was because the songs were outperformed the recording yeah, of them. for sure, right. 100%. Yeah. Like people would, so that's a frustrating People thing. came, and this is not to, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to sniff my own butt, but like people would come and be like, holy shit, you guys are so much better live mm-hmm. than the record. And that meant like, I'll, on, I, you know, I, I want to cry. That sounds like, I sound like such a fucking tool right now. But I, I do mean it. Like it really does mean a lot. And I believe that. And I would, yeah, I'd love to be able to, you know, the drums got fucked up. No, it has nothing to do with Drew. And mm. the guitar tones were fucked. You know, we made it with no money. Right. There was no money. There was no, the only money I spent was I sold stock to pay for Ben Moore to mix it. And he did the best that he could. And the guy from Big Fish hooked me up with a day of recording for drums for Drew to track with some no-name engineer, you know, in like the nicest, one of the nicer studios in San Diego. So I don't know. My, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know why. I want, I, maybe it's because I'm a judgy asshole. Maybe my standard is like, I want this podcast to be really good because I've listened to like random podcasts and within 30 seconds, I'm just like, wow, I'm so fucking bored. I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to waste my time with that. And I've also listened to really good podcasts where I go, oh, wow, this is really, really good. And I can Mm -hmm. really appreciate it. And I can really almost feel grateful that I'm getting to listen to it. And I feel that way with comedy. I have a friend who, his name's Taylor Williamson. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, doesn't matter. Fuck that. I have a friend. Stop self-editing yourself. Name. But he, he once told me it'd be really, he yeah. said, what's we up can, with- You know we can edit posts, right? <laughs> but also, <laughs> I have a, also I have, like- I have a friend who No, told, no, like you're self-editing like the things that you say. Like you say a thing and then you immediately- regret saying that thing well, I just but know. also that thing was not a bad thing that you said yeah. it was just a piece of conversation yeah that you but it was tra- no, no it was me name dropping this comedian but and i don't know who that comedian is so why it's not name yeah, dropping it's yeah. giving a name to a, a human you know what matters actually it doesn't matter that he's a comedian he's, it, a, he's it, a this, this my buddy taylor once told me i don't know what the context was we were at california pizza kitchen and we were in the context of talking about stand up mm-hmm. and I was asking him about his process and just, you know, kind of when he feels good about a joke or when he feels good about a bit mm-hmm. um, and how he writes his stuff. And he's an interesting guy too. He's totally straight edge, but not by choice. Like just he's just never had any drugs or alcohol. It's really he's really weird. He's, no one's offered it to him yet. He's yeah, just waiting. So, yeah, he's, he's just, honestly just waiting for yeah, someone. He has yeah. a backpack. He's like a child. <laughs> really great guy. But he once told so Taylor once told me. I think I told him that I didn't really want to play music anymore mm-hmm. because I felt it required too much ego. It took a mentality that was I have something to say, and I think people give a shit what I say and I didn't want to participate with that. I didn't want to be the guy who had an ego mm-hmm. 
And I spent a lot of years like taking mushrooms and trying to not have an ego. And he told me, I think it'd be really selfish of you not to share your music with people. And that was something that nobody had, nobody had ever, nobody has ever said anything like that to me since. The fact that his impression was, it'd be selfish of you not to share these things that you can create. And that really floored me. That was, that, that honestly means him saying that to me. I don't even know if he remembers the conversation, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think. I don't think he was trying to be profound. I just remember that really, really floored me. And so I think that plays into my really heavy critique of what I do. Mm-hmm. Because if I am going to present, and, and also I went to art school, right? And art school is all about presentation yeah, and criticism and feedback. And so I just, I just got that new job, right? Mm-hmm. And my boss was giving me, he was being like really, really nice. He's like, hey, like make sure if you're going to edit html and i was like dude just shut the fuck up and tell me like what not to do and what to do yeah i don't need your candy coat fucking bubblegum bullshit just be like don't do that yeah because it makes my job fucking miserable when i have to go clean up your swaggy fucking bullshit code or whatever right or don't don't go outside of your role and do that it was basically it's like don't edit their html that's not your job don't fucking touch that don't touch their site like just open inspect elements, change it, show them how they can change it and then refresh it and it'll go back, right? You know what I'm talking about? And like a browser, you can open inspect elements yeah. and you can actually yeah. edit the page. Sure. Anyways. But you're not so editing I think their page. You're just telling them how to do it. I'm telling them how to do job. it so that I can't, I can't get, take the blame. Anyways, yeah. wow. I think a part the of it has a do, really weird place now. I think God. a part of Your my... Job is I want really... to start a company where I just tell other people how to do their own work too. Yeah, it's great. I haven't even really started yet. I took like one, I've had like one appointment. Anyways. It's so weird. A lot of training. Anyways, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I went to art school and that I'm insecure and that I understand that criticism is really, really important to your growth as a person. At least I think that. Maybe other people don't, but I think you have to real talk 100% of the time unless you're with your mom or like an older baby boomer Mm -hmm. because they live in fucking la-la land. Like people over the, you know, I'm not an ageist or anything, but just it depends, right? But with you guys, I I would hope that we could create a podcast that isn't just three guys fucking rambling about boring shit and sniffing each other's butts about music and talking about (laughs) dumb blogs. Like I would like us to be interest. Like I would, I would like us to be. almost adventurous in the way that we approach making a podcast and try to make the best, to create the best content we can, which I think in order to do that, we would need to connect with the audience and give them something to think about. Like, why are they insecure as a musician or why do they do? Cause, cause we're, you know, I think we have a lot of insight as well, I'm old. How old are you? 25? Mm, 26 26 so i mean we're we're older right and if there's like an 18 year old listen i'm 30 okay and you're 30 mm-hmm. well i think this is why you and i balance each other because i think we're polar opposites on this mm. i think you're very perfectionist like i want to reach this higher standard so i'm mm. gonna make sure everything is there 
Mm. I think my side is if we're going to find something new, we have to fail a fuck ton. Yeah, totally. To make something new, you know? Yeah. And so that's what the other you gotta explore. You gotta, you gotta dig. And sometimes it's not bad to release the digging. (laughs) I don't know. Like it's not bad to like present that. Yeah. Like I, I think of like our, especially our earlier records, like I love in very specific ways. Like I don't necessarily play those songs live, but I, I don't look back at them with shame. I look back at them as like, this was a portrait of a moment, you know, this is like, imperfections and all and they're a plenty <laughs> you know like there's yeah. tons of imperfections on every record we've ever done not even looking like just playing wise you know so totally i don't know and all my favorite parts of records are like weird little things that happen and then all my favorite parts of podcasts are like these weird deviations of things that happen that goes for stand-up too right yeah like when and some like, shit yeah, happens in the back and the, the comedian improvises yeah that's always the best part of the set mm-hmm. or when there's a haggler haggler is that what heckler heckler <laughs> See, i'm tired right now i'm sorry <laughs> when there's like a heckler <laughs> and they like, like they, they the verbally <laughs> what you guys don't understand is it's actually haggler i'm just kidding yeah. when there's a heckler and they just fucking verbally annihilate them yeah. right like that that mm-hmm. and i'm cool with that i'm so down to capture that i i love that i think i am that's why i yeah. didn't do good in stand-up is i i'm way better at improv but i don't think things get great without the perfectionist side of things either mm. i think it needs both mm-hmm. you know you gotta find your niche your new avenue and then you gotta take it to the next so level. dan you can leave now trevor and i apparently are polar <laughs> we're good now don't oh, leave good no no <laughs> and but i and i'm the wacky sidekick uh the berenstein berenstein bears the berenstein bears yeah you know what i'm talking about that issue where the is it stein or stain yeah yeah what did, yeah, so you haven't heard about this so, i've heard about you, this okay so berenstein bears We've all known yeah, it the our child, whole lives as Berenstain. Don't ever ask me. Have you you've never heard of this? I want to kill you right now. What? what is it like some internet? What is it? It's the cover. Like it's not a cover, but it's an alternate uh, universe that's out there, where one one universe Berenstain is spelled B E R E N S T E I. Wait, this oh, is yeah, an yeah. article on which website? That's all. It this was a is. big thing that went around. Is this like the gold? Is it gold or blue? I'm pretty sure it was on the verge. Gold or white? Mr. But it's gold or white, right? Is that what it is? It's kind of like No, that. it's it's but a blue and black dress. Let, yeah, we should talk <laughs> about this more, you guys. But that's, that's what but you're talking about, But it was a right? blue and black it's dress. blue and black dress. Okay, cool. Anyone? Anyone <laughs> over? Hold on. Anyone over the age? Anyone over the age? It doesn't matter. There are, there is a huge majority of people that don't know what it was a blue and black dress means, but that's okay. Because if you're listening and you don't know what that means, stop listening. <laughs> so continue. And also, if you don't, like, even my parents know what that meant. Your parents are fucking cool. My mom asked me what time is Netflix on. <laughs> That's the shit my mom asked me. Anyways. What time is Netflix? <laughs> That's my new band name. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, when so, we were growing up, we were in a different reality yeah. where Berenstain, Berenstain was B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. The Jewish, Jewish bears. E-I-N, yeah. right? That's yeah. how it was always spelled. Well, evidently... An alternate universe peeled over itself and landed on where we're at right now. God, this and it's got now so spelled B E R E N S T A I N. Whoa. Yeah. Stain, that's stain. What's the conversation about? Because everybody remembers looking at those books and seeing S T E I N. 
Yeah, like if you would have spelled Berenstein, as, Berenstein, but bears. they were spelled the that way bear. in no, the past. The, no, they're, uh, you well, get the in, books and they're, they're A-I-N. They're Bernstein. Yeah. Cause no way. Alternate reality, we wrote all the books. Wait. A-I-N. Oh, the book company, like a publishing company. No. No. The alternate reality. We're talking reality. about like how, you know quantum physics. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I do know quantum. No, I don't know fucking quantum <laughs> physics. I'm like, I'm like a 30-year-old ex-stoner. I mean, I know about That's... as much as a stoner does about quantum <laughs> Wait, physics. Did they say it was an alternate reality or was a... Yeah, it's like an alt... Like, well, you... it. I don't know, but there's like... <laughs> Let's pull up the article and get some clarity here. What's going on? Essentially, what it is is like there's two different trains of thought because some people did see Bernstein. Some people saw oh, Bernstein. So it, it, fork. And so it was it, a fork, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's a fork and then it converged and now no, no, we're no, no, all no, the same no, reality. No, 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 no. Let's get one thing clear. Some people saw... Bernstein. Title of a book. Bernstein. Which whatever it was, whether if it was A or B, it was one of them. It was not a blur. There's no question, right? Like the book was printed on pa- on cardboard and said, you know, it had these letters in a specific order. Well, but then if those other fucking crazy people saw something different, that's totally great. But I don't, I don't understand. I well, I think what they're saying is like in quantum reality, there's two different realities that are existing parallel to each other. I mean, this is great. I love this. And then I don't know how s- we're gonna swing this into the podcast. Smash together. Spoosh. Smash, smash, smash him, and then now in this reality that we're currently existing in, is this a combination of the two? It was Bernstein. We should only have a podcast that reviews Bernstein Bears books. Ooh. We just read the books and then we we talk about the last episode. Yeah. Do you remember the one where his toys became evil? Do you remember that one? I remember that no. one. It scared the shit out of me. There's an ep- There's a book where his toy. He has all these toys, like action figures. <laughs> the boy, the little boy bear. And his toys are, like, evil. And they become, like, very evil and big. Okay, so read the article really quick. Okay, this is on Vice. Do I need to look at the... Several, do I need to, oh, it's on Vice? It's pretty legit. Let me several look at theorists it. in particular think that the Berenstein Bears conspiracy is proof of the Mandela effect. Okay, The Mandela see. effect is the brainchild of Fiona Broom, and it pulls its name Closer from a microphone. large group of people all had a vivid memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. The thing that... In his in this timeline, as they say, never happened. The theory reasons that there's a large population of people who all share a similar false memory, then the phenomenon is related to an alternate history and parallel realities. This just got really cool. <laughs> this just got way cooler. Like fuck everything else we were talking about. <laughs> the whole thing makes total sense, right? Like all complex and important issues, we should just read Vice articles. <laughs> we should just have like, and then just have like two people in the background go, "That's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> that's your. That's just you. Do a live. You can do a live. Yeah. yeah. In front of an audience. Like, hey, everybody, like all that's complex crazy. and important issues, you must first understand the history if you want to understand the theory, and what a long enchanted history of Bernstein's have. I can't. I'm gonna totally read Uh-oh. this tomorrow at work when it's supposed to be working. <laughs> Just kidding. I have tons of dead time. Yep. Get a lot of this sl- is insane. But I'm so. Conf- but I mean, this is like kind of. This is really high. Talking about like false memories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of our memories get kind of fucked over time. We were talking about in another episode, right? Yeah. We talked about memories are kind of like a whiteboard, right? Yeah. Like you can you can lose a part of it, and then you can fill it in later on. Or oh, eventually the whole thing just gets erased, you know? Or the whole thing gets erased and you try to just 
remember it and you just draw something totally fucking different. Yeah. You know what's a great example of that? I was thinking about the cover. This is going to sound so stupid, but I know I, I mentioned Saga, that comic, right? Mm-hmm. And today I finished volume one and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to read volume two. And I have it. I bought I bought them both like at the same time because everybody said it was so good. So I was like, well, I'll just buy both volumes. And I'm, in my head when I said I can't read, read, I can't wait to read volume two, the cover of volume two was like a close-up of the main character sh- bust. So like shoulders, like mid-shoulders up, Maybe. covered, and he's like covered in blood. And it's a pink background. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to read that. And that was the cover that I had in my head. Mm-hmm. Then when I looked at the cover, it wasn't too different, but it was definitely from like his waist up, and, you guys saw that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that. No, that's an alternative reality. Yeah. <laughs> that's an alternate reality. <laughs> what happened? Cla- you guys know uh, the wind outside? It's the actually power went our out for like a millisecond. Oh, really? How was you that? No. Oh, okay. I blinked at that time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, like your cover- reality was a blink, and our reality was a power outage. God, so high. God, hey, <laughs> can I have my backpack full of bongs back? Anyways, bongs back. Yeah. You've got more you, weed than me. Adult, and I'm not going to tell jokes. Anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. The con- the cover didn't the cover did not look the way I remembered it. I had a vivid memory of what that cover looked like in my head when I thought, mm. "Oh, I can't wait to read that." And then I looked at it and it was similar, mm-hmm. but not what I had in my head. And I remember thinking like, "Oh, wow. Well, looks a little different than I thought." Which is weird, right? Like yeah, here you can I don't know, the way we compartmentalize data is weird. We 100%. are like we are like organic computers. It's really bizarre. Like when someone was telling me about how deja vu actually works. Oh yeah, well, tell me. I love that. Yeah, That's great. Let's hear it. It's so it's basically no your mem- your brain kind of goofing up for a second. And th- this is the dumbest way to describe <laughs> it possible. This is not how scientists I don't think you ever sound, You don't sound dumb. Is it basically it's your brain goofing up for a second? And the way you say goofing <laughs> up is kind of goofy. <laughs> goofing. But that's goofing. the only goofy thing about this story. <laughs> and yeah, did you grow up somewhere outside of California? No. Really? San Diego. Oh, was about, si, senor. Didn't that? <laughs> Goofing it. So it's your brain having kind of a weird moment where it mistakes the sensation of memory with the sensation of, you know, inputting time, if that makes sense. Or like... Hmm experience experiencing things that so, makes sense so basically your brain is like oh this is what a memory feels like and you're like oh yeah i know what memories feel like but it's actually it's happening in real reality. time yeah, yeah. i you know, did the we're worst. not allowed to, we're not allowed to say the word reality for the next like 10 <laughs> oh minutes we have to back i off also that I, I will freely admit that that was the worst explanation of whatever <laughs> no but i got it didn't you get it i got it yeah it's like okay. your brain thinks you're having a recollection of something, but yeah. you're actually just receiving new that's what, information. Yeah, new input. Like, I've seen this before, right? That's what yeah. it, yes. deja vu. Yeah. Realizing that your brain is an imperfect machine, you know? Baby. So in, in the stuff that you've done creatively in your life so far, has there been like a common thread that kind of ties all those together? Like a theme? I think... I think... That the, I mean, if you had to like sum up like sledding with tigers, lyricism, and like all that, like all those words that I've written about that sort of thing into one weird 
clumpy thing. It would be being self-conscious and not feeling comfortable in your own skin and not being okay, even though you want to be really okay. Mm. I don't really have a story that sums that up, but it's just like a whole life thing. I think you do. Do I? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it's there. If you don't want to talk about it, that's cool too. I'm not trying to make you. No, I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's like one. No, no, no. Not like a defining moment, just a story. Yeah. Like a real embarrassing moment. Or I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. What don't you want to talk about right now? Well, I know. Because that's what we should talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm. I can. I'll talk about it. I mean, the butt pus thing was pretty gnarly. I don't know how we can. <laughs> well, I think it, it's weird when like being like a chubby, nerdy kid when you're in middle school is a weird place to be because in elementary school everyone's friends with everybody, no matter what. You're just friends because you're all kids and you like to do the same two things: run around and be an idiot and be a kid and it's fine like there's no real like there's almost no classism in elementary school there's no cool kid because what's cool in elementary nobody knows what cool means and then there's no like weird kid because nobody knows what weird means like we're just kids well you're not you're also not sexually uh yeah there's you're not active, right? Like your your puberty hasn't hit yet. Mm-hmm. So there isn't like you said there's no there's no hot chick or hot dude or yeah. like cool any any of that. There's, because you're, you know, you're not sexually And there's no like primal competition for the hot chick, you know? Whereas all of a sudden middle school happens and all of a sudden there's groups that happen because there's more kids and you're more aware of like, "Oh, look at that weird fat kid." And I was never, like, so bullied that, you know, I would, like, it wasn't ever the worst part of my, like, I would never come home crying, but it was, like, a lot of, like, small things where you're, like, oh, I'm the fat kid in this class, or, like, oh, I'm the weird nerdy kid, and, like, kids would, like, make fun of you and prod at you because, you know, they're middle school kids. I, and I think and, I think we all did that to each other to an extent, not yeah. to diminish what you're saying. Uh, no, either. 100%. Like, right, like, I think you and your friends probably were, like, Paint like it's Barbara with one leg, <laughs> you know, as she like yeah. hobbled by, you know, not that that's okay. Totally. But I, I, I definitely identify with that. And then like it goes into high school where it's a similar thing, but you've kind of found your group. But I think like that middle school mentality of me being like, oh, I'm this person, like I'm this, like in this group, like followed me for a long time that it should not have. Like I had a good group of friends and I was not unpopular in high school but in my head i was still like the fat dumb like nerdy kid that nobody should like you know and then that follows you into you know college and that follows you until you make a very specific change in your life so I those think are the years that are kind of like defining right was- i guess so i uh, i want to go back to middle I school s- middle school yeah, middle school. I think middle school was a your, real was, garbage time for a lot of yeah. people, and I don't. I think, think. I think. Well, just from what you just said. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I. You can. I think just now when you were talking about like different phases, you know, in groups and where you're at, you had a different look physically when you were talking about middle school. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about it. I it's just, fine. you know. That's interesting. Well, I think to me. building off of what you just said is like 
right now my confidence mm-hmm. isn't diminished because I had a fucking terrible sixth grade and got beat up, you know? Yeah. Like that stuck with me through middle school and high school, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, what the fuck am I, you know, like trying to figure that out. Led to music probably and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. But uh, after that, things have changed, right? And mm-hmm. I've built my own separate confidence in, yeah. in different ways, you know, and realized that some of the people that were like beating me up are kind of so do fuckers you th- now, So but. do you think, okay, so I think we know, I think we know what this episode's about. It's about pain and how that pain uh, kind of, it's, the pain is a driving force in your behavior moving forward, right? So these things, these yeah. things happen to you, right? Yeah. In middle school or in whenever, right? Like I remember, I'll tell you a story. Uh, I said this earlier too, and I felt really insecure. I shouldn't feel insecure about talking about my dad dying. That's a weird thing to feel insecure about, but I did. I didn't mean to mention it earlier, but my dad died and I was playing wall ball and this kid walked up to me and was like, why are you telling people your dad died? And I just remember like just playing wall ball. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're lying. And I just was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, your dad didn't die. And I was like, my dad died like a week ago. Yeah. What the fuck is, I just, you know, I didn't obviously didn't get that far as a little kid, yeah. but I just remember being like, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Why was he are a you... popular kid? What? No, no, no. This is like, this is, I was like seven. Like there is no class. There's yeah. no hierarchy here. I just remember this kid being like, maybe this story is too dramatic. I remember too, um, we were talking one day just at this little table and we were all coloring and they were talking about a movie and I lied and I said, oh, I love that movie. And one of them said, yeah, like the scene with the tiger. And I was like, oh, dude, that scene was crazy. And then he like put both hands on the table and said, there is no tiger. I made that up. You're lying. And I was just like, oh, like caught. caught. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I didn't, I didn't see it. And he just like ripped into me. And that really like, you know, I'm 30 now. Yeah. And I don't know who that that. guy is. And I'm sure he's a good person. You know, he was a seven-year-old and I was a seven-year-old and that stuff is like ruthless. Yeah. That period of time is brutal. And I think it does, like you said, you carry it, right? You put that yeah. in your bag, your backpack, your emotional backpack, right? Or your luggage that you carry with yeah. you mm-hmm. at emo night and drink too much when she shows up. And, you know, that's a thing. It's totally a yeah. thing. And I, I think middle school is even harder because it's the it's the perfect period where everybody's judging everybody else for the first time and nobody knows who they are. Like I, I didn't figure out who I was really until like three years ago, you know, like I don't, well, I don't feel like I did, you know, like I feel like I finally came into myself and like who I am as a person, maybe three or four years ago. I mean, it's kind of hard to figure out who you are when you're constantly growing and changing. Right. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Even right now with, with like Flint and I'm not trying to pitch the app or anything, but like, You've been a developer for a while, but I have never, I've, we've never had, maybe you have, right? With like musical paint and stuff, but like, I've never had a company with somebody and have tried to look for investment and have like told musicians, Hey, you should download this product that I made. Yeah. And it'd be great if you would tweet about it. Like, that's a weird thing to do. Yeah. You gotta put yourself out there. Yeah. You know, it's very bizarre. So it's hard. The reason I'm saying that is it's hard to 
find the self-confidence. Well, well, who went? Well, am I? Am I Mike the musician? Am I Mike the comedian? Am I Mike the artist? Am I Mike the business guy? Yeah. Am I Mike the husband? Am I Mike Ryan Hill's best friend? Like, a lot of jobs. Yeah. You know, it's all. It's just weird. I think. I think this idea of almost like finding yourself is kind of like this weird, like pseudo bullshit that, like you. I think other people define who you are because in their world, like you're, we are these things, right? Yeah. We are these hairless monkeys who like talk about people on the internet, which is so depressing, (laughs) (laughs) but you are kind of what people think you are regardless of who you think you are. Right. Cause you're, see, that's the terrifying part. Totally. That's the terrifying part. Totally. That fuels, all the the yeses Mm. you know just to bring it back real fast like that's the part that i'm not comfortable with like i that's in that moment where my car crashed and like the preceding months after i was not comfortable being defined by the way that other people saw me or the like the opinions that other people had of me so i'm not like if i say no to someone they're gonna be like dan's a dick but I don't think I'm a dick for saying no to that person, you know? Sure. So, like, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like, maybe I'm, like, the... I'm me. I'm this thing that is constantly shooting out information and words and feelings and, like, energy out into the world. And that's what I am. And... At least you want to be defined by that. You want to be defined by your... Danness. I guess what I yeah well and also that, I'm like, not even like trying and to be also funny. I yeah. can't put that on everybody else like I can't expect everybody else to be able to define who I am because they only see like my parents only know Dan with parents Dan mm-hmm. you know and you know my you know your partner only knows you as you know Dan with partner Dan so like but I am all of those are things. we just getting podcast Dan Probably. You're getting talking into a mic, Dan. Yeah. Like, I'm self-censoring. As, I mean, we all are. Not as bad as Mike. But. Not as bad as Mike, but <laughs> I'm, I'm internally self-censoring, whereas sure. you're doing it externally, mm-hmm. which was maybe more honest. Yeah. And if you actually put it on the podcast, that would probably be beautiful. <laughs> I think that would be a beautiful podcast. But, like, I am internally self-censoring. So you're getting Dan talking into a microphone that he knows will maybe be broadcasted this podcast is so meta it's multi yeah yeah a hundred percent and so like but i am a combination of all of those things and none of those parts of me like the podcast dan and the dan with girlfriend dan dan with parents dan dan with his best friends dan none of those things are any less of me you know they're just or they're not I wouldn't say that those things are not me. They're just a, all of those things summated are me. Make up you. They make up me. So, I mean, I know for me, I don't typically explore topics like this all the time. So I know for me, like this is, is really interesting. Yeah. To talk about this stuff. Right. Cause I don't, I mean, that's why I wanted to do this Mm -hmm. is because this is kind of the conversations you have when you're in college. Mm-hmm. Right, it is. It's like this, ex- this, like you said, ex- exploration, yeah, of kind of yourself. And so, do you think after tonight, 
do you think that you might be able to like let go of some of that middle school luggage or do you think you already did in that car crash uh i think i mean it's still there and that's also sort of okay Mm -hmm. i think like we are the summation of all the things that made us yeah and so like it's still there like still that like like body issues will still be there every once in a while but learning to deal with them and use them in a positive way is something so it's it's more about that it's not about letting go of any sort of thing like Mm. letting go of trauma is not i don't think possible 100 percent. like you can forget i mean we can i don't know i don't know no it's okay go with that keep going don't why are you why are you why are you hesitant because i was i was gonna make a reference to a thing and i can't remember the name of it which is fine (laughs) i don't believe you (laughs) I was. It was uh, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. I got it. But like in that movie, movie, in that movie, he wants to erase the memory of an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. or like a, maybe it was his wife. I don't know. Ex-girlfriend, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to erase that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do is use those parts of me that existed and that were me and that are still a part of me and use them in a positive and you know, shift that energy into more of a positive way. That pain is the banana peel and you are the DeLorean in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Done. Uh, So remember when I was talking to you about like embracing the stress when we were trying to figure out our SSL and like our domain and I said, I'm trying to embrace stress and Mm -hmm. use it as like fuel. Yeah. It's interesting that you're talking about that because you're embracing kind of this pain and mm-hmm. you're using it as it's your incentive to like keep going as opposed to like it's not hacking away at you it's almost like it keeps pushing you almost to like, in like an artistic direction and i don't know if it's artistic right just even even just like as a dude or as a guy as a person right you're using it as momentum yeah as opposed to well yeah as opposed to restraint, which I think is And not even necessarily using that as motivation, because I don't think that I'm trying to be a healthier person because, like, a kid in middle school called me fat. Like, I think that I'm, u- like, I can use that weird moment as a way to express myself now. Like, sure. I can write a song about my body because of that moment, right. you know? And I can... And I feel empowered and it feels really good to sing a song about my like feeling like my uncomfiness with my body because of all of that stuff. And it the motivation to be better, the motivation to, you know, improve myself is not those people. It's me saying it's time to treat myself better. You know, do you think if those things hadn't happened in middle school that you'd be as creative or music oriented as you are? I don't know. It's like, That's I don't fair. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost impossible to answer that question. Yeah. Cause like, do you have, give me, give me some, give me a couple little quick stories. Just something. Just give me one. Oh, it just, doesn't have to be traumatic. It can be like a happy, funny story. I just want, I want another story. Cause you told a great story about the car, but I want another one for when we edit this back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have good ones. It's just like it doesn't have to be good. Just tell kid, me something. Tell me a story. I have kid. a really traumatic one, and it's, it's like a diving board for you, real quick. 
Yeah. But it's just it. been bothering me this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I want to express myself, Mike. Yeah. Uh, sixth grade, some reason. Like I went to four different schools every year because I just was not a good learner in a lot of schools. I was just doing really poorly. So my mom transferred me to all these schools and then sixth grade happened to be, okay, we're going to try public school. So put you in public school with all these people that have been with each other since like preschool probably. Mm-hmm. And I was the weird one from like all these weird private schools, right? So easy to pick on me, right? And we'd play Butts Up. Do you remember that game? I remember Butts Up. Oh 100%. my God. And somehow they would always, I would always lose, right? And I was always the one on the board and that was so funny. I was like trying to fit in. So I'd be, I'd just do it, you know, just to like see if I could fit in. And then when, one day it was like a lot of people were got to school early or something and were like somehow they made me keep picking up picking up the ball and throwing it against and missing or whatever. And uh I was like, Okay, Trevor, you fucking lost. Get up on the board. And I was like all these fifty people are gonna throw the ball at me? I was like, This yeah. is out of control and I like I took off. Like I just yeah. started running around the corner to the school and I was just like, I'm just gonna keep running. I I turn around and the whole sixth grade class is coming around the corner after me. And it was uh, the most traumatizing. I felt like I had no one yeah. to go, you know, like I was already trying to fit in. This is like, okay, I've thrown that completely out the window now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no more going back. It was the most uh, probably traumatizing thing that's ever happened. Damn. Yeah. Left public school after that for sure. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I'd well, never heard. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. This just turned into a fucking bummer fest. I feel like it's yeah, my fault. Sorry, no, it's, but it's just been like I've totally forgot about it until that wasn't this talk. It was like crazy. Came back, yeah. Welcome to public school, right? Yeah, and then I went <laughs> went to private school for junior high and then had to go back to public high school and all those same people were all in high school. With and their balls like, oh, ready Trevor's to throw, right yeah. back. And they remembered me. That they, they were like, would say my name. Like my, I, they remembered me because I was such a fucking weirdo in sixth grade. No, you were not weird. They or were something fucking happened. weird. Yeah. They were, well, either way, you guys are all weird. That's insane. You know, okay, But it definitely so, pushed me in the music crowd. But. In the... In the yeah, the drama kids. We were drama kids. Yeah. Um, no, I would. I lived in the art room. This yeah, was all same. I did. Okay, so in the in the same vein, do you have to leave soon? Are you chilling? No, I'm fine. Are we chilling? I, I'm. I need to leave. You, soon. Go, you need yeah. to go. I feel like in the same vein of that, or in the same, on the same token, I have. Oh fuck! I just realized we're talking about the kids chasing you. Oh man, that's fine. I had such a good. You got anything? I do, sort of. Hit okay, it. so this is this is yeah. way that's later. That's kind of hard to follow up. That was pretty no, good. That's... Like the image of the kids chasing yeah, you around the crazy. corner is terrifying. Great Ter- story. <laughs> Great story. <laughs> but uh, this is way past middle school. But it's still like that whole thing, and like about people, like the change. This, is, the change, like coming from internal sources as opposed to like external sources so like the it was uh 2010 probably was the last time i saw my grandparents that live far far away they live in like uh florida and this is probably me at also my like most unhealthy 
And so we had spent the week together. We had hung out. And then as I was leaving, my grandma, like we were at the airport, like about to go. And as like we were leaving, my grandma pulled me over to the side and like gave me a big hug and just like whispered into my ear, like, Hey, just so you know, like our family has like real bad history with heart stuff. Like, like you need to like make a change. And it like, I like lost my shit in the airport. Like, like broke down like crying because really? it was like nobody wants to hear that Especially it was like from their grandma <laughs> yeah and it's like the least helpful thing how old were you i well i was like probably tw- uh i swear it was longer than this but i was probably like 20 years old at the wow. time so it was like right as like you're like so so this is all happening and then i just have to get on an airplane and like fly home be alone yeah, be like like there's no be isolated more, there's no more alone than you can be yeah. than in like a giant metal tube flying yeah. in the sky and even if like because my parents were around but i just like i have never felt like more shitty about myself for longer and not had anything like creative to shoot out of my body you know i just had to sit in that and then it took me f- like six, you know, four or five years after that to actually make any sort of change, you know, to actually like work on myself. But yes. like that moment was like, that's like traumatizing. Like I still think about that. Mm. And I haven't seen them in person since that. Not on purpose. Really? Not like an- on any sort of like conscious level. On any sort of conscious level. It's mostly distance and like finances. But like, like that was like, and I don't think I could ever. What do you think it was about the her saying that? I don't know. It's, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? It was it's, her being it's like, your, it's your grandma like, saying, honey, you're, like, "Honey, you're a chunk. <laughs> you're <laughs> chunky, it's, honey." It's your grandma saying, "Hey, you're but fat." My mom tells yeah. me, my and grandma you tells might me die. stuff all the time. You know? Yeah. Like, no, what? but it's different. That That's was like different. that was like well, a was like I'm the... concerned about you. Like. Yeah. Little and fatty. then at that at that point you because you know that leading up to her actually saying something about it was either her thinking about it right. for a long time mm-hmm. and never saying right. anything yeah. about it, and then also talking to, to every person right. like that yeah. I'm close well, with it about makes it. you question how your grandma like perceives you, right? Yeah, and it's in, your reality, and, and, right? Yeah. Like and it in just your head, crumbles in the all head around of you. A, in the head of a grandchild, you're like, oh my god, my grandma's obsessed with me. Like, yeah, she she's loves totally me. obsessed with me, and then and she, she does. Tells, she one hundred percent does. Oh my god, yeah. But also like, yeah, she also has these moments where she's like, Dan's Dan's fat, you know, like Dan's a little yeah. chunky. Yeah, like Dan's gonna die so early. That, that messed with you. It messed with me, and I couldn't do anything about it for years after that because yeah. it was. Like it's too much. Yeah, and like the same thing. Like my mom, when I was in high school, would be like, oh, "Why are you getting a double double?" Like, "Cause I want one, mom." Cause that's what I. And it'd be like, like that's not gonna help me. Mm-hmm. But it's like those little things. It's like the little Dude. other people like trying to help is like weirdly traumatizing sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, Dude, my aunt would yell at her daughters at like Christmas time and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't even think about getting cake, like yeah. stuff like that. And it's like. I'm not even the family, and I felt like traumatized myself. Like, oh yeah, I don't even know. On your dodgeball I'm... story, I remembered the thing that I was going to say. It sucks because it doesn't segue at all. But oh, it's heavy. I mean, my mom. On actually, in that note, I remember my mom. I 
I we were eating dinner, and when I was like, I think it was like eleven or twelve, I would always go take a shit immediately after dinner, and it would always. This is going to be really gross. It was always diarrhea, and it was stress. It was stress. I was the uh-huh. stressed out little twelve How do you know like, that? to the point because I was stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, my parents would fight, and they would fight in the garage, which was below my room, because they're, you know, incompetent and horrible parents. And I would go to the bathroom, literally, I would eat, and then every night would go have violent diarrhea in the bathroom, okay? <laughs> and the food was really good food. My dad is a, sh- like, the guy that adopted me, Peter, my dad was a chef. Oh, he, okay. Great chef. Amazing food, but Maybe my body- Maybe really greasy. No, my body was just, like, stressed. <laughs> really? I was stressed. Wow. Yeah, because I had, I had had all this shit happen, and then we kept moving. Yeah. Anyways, and I just remember hearing my mom talk to my dad because at that time I was really overweight, and yeah. I heard my mom tell my dad like he's really fat. While I'm have while I'm like <laughs> sitting there having this violent eruption yeah. worth of shit, I'm just like, oh god, I don't feel good, and I'm fat. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So I I identify yeah, with that, but then also right. I remember being my first day, of Tory Pines High School. This guy walks up. His name's Rob. Robbie, and he walks up to me and he goes, "Are you Mike Mauer?" And that's my name, and uh, that's the name I was born with. Yeah. And I went, "How do you know that name?" And he's like, "Holy shit, you're Mike Mauer!" And I was like, "Whoa, like what's what? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, but I haven't like no one's called me that for years." And he goes, "We all thought you died of a snake bite." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "We thought you were dead." And he was like, hey, and like yelled at these kids that I used to go to school with, like back when I was like seven in Rancho. And then I just saw all these guys, all these people, guys and girls. And he's like, it's Mike Mauer. And so I I understand that feeling of, of just being like, what? Like I'm 16, like I'm I'm 13 now, right? That's like high school like freshman. Like you should be fresh. Yeah, like, like you, I'm, you I'm, have I, a fresh, like, like, yeah, I'm 13 now yeah. and I've been gone for like eight years, okay? Yeah. Can I please just have this moment? <laughs> yeah. And I'm standing there in like reef shoes that I thought were so cool yeah. with my mm-hmm. high socks and like my big baggy shorts and yeah. my reef shirt. Like my shoes match my shirt. Don't be jealous. But yeah, I, I know that feeling of them coming around the corner metaphorically, right? Like yeah. when he walked up and said, your name's Mike Mauer. Yeah. I was like, like, oh, you're going to throw a bunch of turn. balls at me yeah. right now. <laughs> you're going to emotionally throw a bunch of red balls at my heart. 